Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Yusabbihu lillahi ma fi samawati wa ma fi al-ard. Lahu al-mulk wa lahu al-hamd. Wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. We ask for Allah's peace and blessings upon our beloved Prophet Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We thank Allah that he gathered us here again. Removing the lines in the sand is my subject. Brothers and sisters, from Al-Hind to Al-Quds, from India to Palestine, what do you see on your news feed, on WhatsApp? Terrible story after terrible story after terrible story. Murder of Muslims. A few days ago, I came across a video. And in this video was a brother from India, in India. Brother from Tablighi Jamaat. You all know the brothers of Tablighi Jamaat. And he was heading back from one place to another, and he took a wrong turn. He took a wrong turn, and he ended up in an area with a big Hindutva mob, and they surrounded him. And in the video, alhamdulillah, somebody made it uh, so you could not see his aura. But what did they do? They stripped him. And in the video, they were hitting him, hitting him, and beating him. And by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he got up and he ran into the bush, thick bush, and he disappeared. Allahu Akbar. This is one story. And you know and I know there are many, many other stories like that. In Palestine, a 30-year-old brother, Wajdi Jafra, he lives near Hebron. He went from there to go and see his brother. On his way back, halfway, he called his wife. I'm heading home. You know, like you and I do. I'm on my way. I'm nearly there. But after that phone call, he ran to some Zionists and they killed him. So many stories. Bangladesh. In the last few weeks, the floods in Bangladesh. You've seen the floods? You've seen Dili Hussein in these videos? People starving, hungry for days, no food. Where is the government? Where is the Ummar of Muhammad to help the Muslim brothers and sisters who are suffering in all these places? When we hear this news about suffering, again and again and again, it can do something to me and you. It can do different things. For some people, it can make them feel, it's too bad, it's too bad, man. Just leave me alone. It's bad news. Just, I look after my wife. I look after my kid, I just focus on my job, I make do out for them. For some people it leads to despair. Things will never change, brother. You call for Khilafah, unity, Islam, yeah, I agree with you, but it will never change. You hear some of these arguments. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us an answer. Don't feel weak, don't despair. And the fact that you are here today, the fact that millions of Muslims call for Islam, call for Sharia, call for unity, care about their ummah, 
means that we still understand this ayah of Quran. That the Muslim, no matter how bad things are, and things are bad for our ummah right now, don't ever, 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 ever give up. Don't ever think the victory of Allah will not come. The help of Allah will not come. Good times will not come for this ummah because it will. Not because I said so. Because Al-Qawi, Al-Aziz, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said so. Takbir. So we should not lose hope. So what is our job? Our job is to ask the question, what can I do? What must I do? What does Islam, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tell me to do? Let us start with the end in mind. We're going somewhere. Let's go. Where is it we want to get to? Let's visualize it. What will the end look like when there is liberation for our ummah from Al-Hind to Al-Quds? You know the Quran. You know the Sunnah. Some of my elders sitting in front here. People we learned our deen from. Some of our shayukh, some of our sisters. Dr. Nazreen has spoken. This one has spoken. But the Rupan has spoken. You know the Quran, you know the Sunnah. I'm not telling you something fundamentally new. So with that knowledge in mind, I have some questions and I want some answers from you. Will Palestine be liberated again? Yes. Will Palestine be liberated again? Yes. Will Al-Hind be liberated again? Yes. Will this Ummah have victory in this world? Yes. Will the justice of Islam come to the earth again? Yes. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. You should have confidence. I should have confidence that these places will be liberated. Not because I said so, or you said so, or he said so, or she said so. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, Allah has promised the believers who do good deeds, who believe in him, that he will establish them authority in this earth as he did before. So here's the point. If the victory will come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if this victory is guaranteed, I have a request, Dr. Abdullahid. The victory is guaranteed. I think maybe now we should finish the conference and we should go home. Because the victory is guaranteed, the victory is from Allah. Should we go home? No, of course not. Because the life of the believer is a life of test. The life of the believer is showing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you were on this earth, Taji, Musa, Zainab, you were here. And it was your turn to do, to act, to move. What did you do? What did I do? What do we do? On Yom Al-Qiyamah, we want to have something to show to Allah. Ya Allah, you put us on earth. You gave us a duty to live by Islam, to convey Islam, to rule by Islam, to save the world by Islam. Ya Allah, we did our bit. These are our actions. Please accept it from us. That's life in a nutshell for the believer. So action has to come. And this is my talk. Yes, we know that there will be liberation. Yes, we know that from Al-Hind to Al-Quds, our Ummah will be liberated. Yes, we know it's guaranteed, but we know that life is a test. As a parent, as a teacher, as somebody in Dawah, life is a test. So to understand what to do, that's why we have a conference here today. Brother Mazar spoke to us, outlined, explained to us the reality, the situation, the Hindutva ideology, the Zionist ideology, and what is behind them? Nationalism. This dirty, disgusting idea where one human being says, I am better than you. 
I can kill you. I can shoot you. I can harm you. I can imprison you. Because? Because what? Because he has this idea that he is better. He is superior. And with that, he justifies everything. Kill our mothers in India. Slaughter our Oman Philistine. And many, many other places. Brother Mazar outlined that to us. Dr. Nazreen explained to us that this poison, this poison of nationalism, this idea from Iblis, idea originally from Iblis, this idea, this poisoning, unfortunately, unfortunately, some of us in our Ummah, we have taken a drink of it. Some of us, we have taken a drink of it. Nationalism. I'm not saying we're not Muslims, we're Muslims. But when you see the way we act, what we do, what we say, floods in Bangladesh, I'm not Bengali. I'm not from Bangladesh. What's it got to do with me? When somebody says that and thinks like this, are they not Muslims? That means that person has been affected by this idea of nationalism. So Dr. Nazreen explained how by taking on this idea as Muslims, it stops us acting. We become bystanders. You know when people are watching a, 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 a tennis match, yeah? When they're watching a tennis match, the audience, the audience sit down and you have people playing tennis. And the audience go like this. Mm. Mm. 50 love. Mm. 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 Game, certain match to Dr. Abdul Wahid. You're just a spectator. Nationalism. We see suffering. Yemen. Brothers and sisters, I have to make a confession. I have to make a confession. Nowadays, I struggle to watch videos about suffering in Yemen. And when I go on YouTube, it's like the YouTube algorithm is following me around. Ah, Taj is here. Give him a video for Yemen. And you see a video. Little Aisha is starving. She needs a blood transfusion. She needs your money. And when they show this little Aisha, little Zainab, you see the cannula. You see the medical needle in her hand. And the hand is so tiny. So, Ya Allah, what are we going to say? What am I going to say? Nationalism says, this is not my problem. And Dr. Nazreen explained, no, this is not the case. It is our problem. And it stops us not acting. Brother Rupan just spoke to us that there is something more powerful than the idea of nationalism. Something that can defeat it. Something that can unite human beings. Something which, alhamdulillah, brought us together today. Look in this audience. We're Arab, Bengali, Pakistani, African, Asian, European. Some of us are converts to Islam. Brought together by a powerful idea. La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Allahu Akbar. Takbir. This is the power the world is missing. This is the power that we are missing. Because now we have lines between us because we have taken on board the idea of nationalism. Our speakers have outlined that to us. And then my job is to come and build upon that is to say what are the next steps what is it that you and i need to do and as i get there i want to make one point which i think is so important is a point that we miss sometimes when we invite you to this work we invite you brothers and sisters to join a project an ummah's project it is not your job alone his job alone Zainab's job alone, Asma's job alone, Abdullahi's job alone, Isa's job alone, Taj's job alone. This is the work of the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
the ummah has this care. When they insult the Prophet wasallam, even Muslims in India demonstrate because they feel it. Muslims in Bangladesh feel it. Muslims in Sudan feel it. When we see the videos in India, these terrible videos from India, Muslims everywhere feel it. The Muslims are starting to feel as one, starting to be concerned about each other. Muslims want unity. Muslims want victory. Muslims want the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muslims want the return of the Khilafah Rashid Allah min Haji Nubuwa. We call you to join with the efforts of your ummah. Don't ever think it is your efforts alone. This is the wrong way. Look, imagine this hall, somebody locked the door. And we finished the conference, we want to get out, and we can't get out. Oh, we're stuck, we need to go home. Your wife has cooked that lovely meal. Your husband's waiting to take you out. We need to get out. How do we get out of the hall? Imagine if all of you hundreds of people here decided you are going to call Taji to barge down the hall, to use his shoulder and barge the hall. I haven't been to the gym for a while. But there's a brother there behind Dr. Rizwan. What's your name, bro? Behind Dr. Rizwan. What's your name, bro? You, yes. Muhammad Ali. Allahu Takbir. The brother sitting behind Dr. Rizwan, his name is Muhammad Ali. We have the right man. I looked at him, yeah, I looked at him because, you know, the brother, he looks, you know, he looks, mashallah, you know. You know some of the young brothers, they go to the gym, and when they hug you, salam alaikum taji, you're like, alaikum salam, take it easy, bro, take it easy, wow. So if we have Muhammad Ali and all the other young brothers like Muhammad Ali, and we put them next to that door, and the rest of us are behind them, and all of us ram the door, do you think the door will break? Inshallah, it will break. And that's how to think of this work. This is a global work, a global project, the Ummah's project, and we want you to be part of it, inshallah. The work we need to do, the steps we need to follow, are the steps that were shown to us by our beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was in Mecca. Bilal radiallahu an, oppressed, tortured. Ammar bin Yasser, many Sahabas, men, women, tortured, killed, beaten. Just like today, Muslims from India, from Palestine, Muslims beat, beaten, killed. The Prophet ﷺ received revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he started to now move, work within the society. And he got joined, his project, his project was joined by the Sahaba. They came to Dar al-Arkam and they joined the Prophet ﷺ. And together with him, they worked hard. They raised awareness in the society. They challenged the false practices, the false gods, the nationalism of the day, the worship of idols, and all the other isms that they had in that day. And this work continued until finally this news, this work, this dawah, it reached people in a town called Yathrib, people who had power, people who had strength. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, Baik Ya Rasulullah, we believe in you. We accept your call. We will support you and you come to Medina as a ruler from day one. These are the steps. For us it means what? Number one, to raise awareness in our ummah, everywhere where there are Muslims, about the issue facing the Muslim ummah. You're not Bengali? Speak about Bangladesh. You're not Arab? Speak about Palestine. Raise awareness about the problems facing the ummah. We can't carry on business as usual. My wife, my this, my this. No, 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 no. You and I are part of an ummah. Yes, care about your wife, your children, 
Yes, do your best with them. But never, ever, ever, ever forget that Allah will ask us about all our duties, including our duty to our ummah from Al-Hind to Al-Quds. Raise awareness, call for the Islamic solutions. Whenever issues come up, we have problems in Pakistan right now. The economy is on the brink. The, you know, the, the inflation, the, 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 okay. You want to inject in that discussion, what does Islam say? When people raise these problems, it's good we're discussing. And we want to add in there, what does Islam say? So you are making Muslims feel problems and look to one place for answer, Islam. The only thing that will help us, Islam. The only thing with the solutions from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we need to be the people raising these questions. Why are we selling oil to a Hindu government which is killing our Muslim brothers and sisters? Raise awareness. Speak, act, challenge the rulers. So this raising awareness is something all of us can do, all of us have to do as part of this global project. Number two, we have to remove the lines in our minds. One of the biggest obstacles, stopping the Ummah uniting, stopping the Ummah being liberated, is the fact that there is a big line in our mind. That line is what my brother talked about, nationalism. That line says, it's okay, we just went to Hajj, it's okay. You know, we went to the Haram together, we prayed together, yeah? We did all this Hajj together. But once we get our passports back and we get on a plane, we're, I'm Arab, I'm Sudanese. I'm Algerian, I'm Saudi, I'm Nigerian. This idea stops us from acting as an ummah. And I said this idea is not by accident. I was born here, but I grew up partly in Nigeria when I was young. And when I was growing up in Nigeria, every day in school, we recite the pledge. I pledge to Nigeria, my country, to be faithful, loyal, and honest, to serve Nigeria with all my strength, to defend her unity and uphold her honor and glory, so help me God. It's more than 30 years, but I still remember it till today. And that makes you feel you're Nigerian. Ah, but what about the people next door in Cameroon? So the lines in our minds is what stops the liberation of Palestine. Why is it that the Egyptian army, the army of Lebanon, the army of Jordan, the army of Saudi, why is it they cannot cross the little piece of desert into Palestine? Why? And why is it we don't call for that? If we don't call for that, is that because in our minds we say, no, brother, it can't happen, no, brother. No, brother, why? Allah said so. Allah says if they ask you for help, you have to help them. And they're asking for help. So what stops us looking at Islamic solutions to be implemented, we think within the boundaries of the nation state, the boundaries of our borders. I tell you this, and maybe somebody might get offended. I can't see Bangladesh on its own solving many of its problems. It's a delta. I can't see Pakistan, I can't see Afghanistan solving this hunger that we're facing in Afghanistan. I can't see it happening. There is a drought, limited resources, but if you unite Afghanistan with Pakistan, if you remove the border and you have a sincere ruler who collects the Islamic taxes, uses the resources, these problems can be solved. So what stops us solving many of our problems? Following the Sharia of Allah is the line in the sand. And I know brothers, I know brothers, Islamic brothers, they pray, they fast, they're from, you know, Islamic activists. And when these issues come up in the Ummah, they say, Taji, 
unity of Ummah. We believe in it. But, but the nationalism. So this is the second line we have to tackle. Remove the line in our mind. Nationalism, wherever it comes up, challenge it. Show it's wrong. Show Islam unites people. Islam united the Sahaba, united the Muslim throughout history, and will do so again. So we need to be those who call for the unity of this Ummah, and we challenge this idea of nationalism wherever it is. The third thing we have to do, okay, we're active, we're speaking out, we're raising awareness about the Ummah's issues, we're calling for Islam at every turn. And specifically, number two, we are challenging the idea of nationalism which divides us. But we have to do number three, we have to practically remove the borders between the Muslims. And who upholds the borders? Who keeps the borders? Who maintains the borders? Who put guards on the borders? The rulers of the Muslims. These agents of the West, they believe more in the borders and their Western masters than they believe in the Sharia and the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet they uphold the borders. They say to us, you, you, you can't, you, you, you can't, you can't, you, we can't help Afghanistan. They say, why? Well, the, 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 there is sanctions against Afghanistan and we will send a bit of aid, some money, but we, we can't help. We can't liberate Palestine. You say, why? Oh, the Turkish army cannot go into Syria and help the Syrians. Why? Because these rulers are believers. And so these rulers have to be challenged and we need to call, demand that the Ummah needs them to be removed and replaced with a sincere ruler, a sincere Khalifa who loves Allah like we love Allah, who believes in the Sunnah like we believe in the Sunnah, who wants to return the ruling by the Sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Khilafah should be on our lips. Whenever people are discussing and saying what is the way forward for any Muslim country, the Khilafah system. And if they say why, be in that discussion. Be the one who is the champion for the cause of the Khilafah. Brothers and sisters, we are farmers. We are farmers. Somebody's thinking, what is Taji saying? We are farmers. We're sitting in the hall in London. We are farmers. We are farmers. We are farmers because the job of the farmer who wants the seeds, he wants the plants, is to go into the field and to put into his pocket and to plant some seeds. Is it the farmer's power that the seeds will come and become fruits? No. Who brings the sunshine? Who brings the rain? Allahu Akbar. But the farmer has to do his job. So the idea of Khilafah, challenging nationalism, we are out there in the Ummah all together planting the seeds. So more and more the Muslims are thinking the way forward is Islam. The way forward is the Sharia of Allah. The way forward is to reject nationalism. The way forward is to reject the borders. I have to add my voice to this. The more Muslims are doing this, we are farmers preparing the ground. The Khilafah will not come from the heavens. We can't sit here and say the angels will descend and re-establish the Khilafah. The Prophet of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not sit down and just wait. He went to meet the tribes. Banu Amr ibn Sa'asa, Banu Shayban. He struggled, he worked hard, his sandals became bloody Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He was planting seeds. And finally, from where you would not expect, from Al-Yathrib, some people said, ah, yeah, we believe in you. What you're saying makes sense. What you're saying is from Allah. We will support you. And that's my final point. We plant seeds. You do the work. And where the seeds will go, you don't know. 
who will catch this idea from you, you don't know. My final point, there is a brother who just passed away. May Allah grant him Jannah. He is, he was the brother-in-law of our spokesman in Pakistan, Brother Navid Bhatt. His brother-in-law just passed away. And it is only now that I know this man. It is only now after he's died that I read his obituary, how he was in the army. He was a military man. How he embraced the idea of Khilafah. And how he started to talk to other military men, other powerful people in Pakistan about this idea. Subhanallah. Now his book is closed. His deeds are closed. But we ask Allah Al-Qawi Al-Aziz to accept his deeds. That these seeds he planted to further them. And we also have the same role as him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to hate us. To grant victory to our Ummah soon. To ease the suffering of our Ummah from Al-Hind to Al-Quds. Our Ummah in India, in Bangladesh, in Yemen. People starving in Somalia. Muslims suffering everywhere. Allah sees our suffering. He sees our efforts. May Allah make things easy for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us to be sincere. To join this global project for the return of Islam and the Khilafah state. So that there is again dignity in this world. So again the Muslim Ummah can show the world the great example. May Allah aid our efforts in this. May Allah accept us. Help us to be sincere. Help us to be those who call, who work with urgency. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.